All right, well, welcome to the fourth episode of our Acre podcast, where we talk about all things art, culture, religion, and uh, entrepreneurship. Uh, we're in for a treat today. We've got uh, Jazzy, Jasmine Miller with uh, Crosstown Arts, and I'm not going to butcher introducing her. I'm going to let her do that, but we're going to get into a bunch of uh, different topics today, everything from your personal creative process to uh, all the great stuff that's happening, not just with Crosstown, but uh, also with Crosstown Arts specifically and what that's meaning for the community here. Um, so before we do any of that, why don't you just tell us who you are? You well, thank you for coming in. I know uh, your time is precious, especially with everything going on uh with the chaos of Crosstown. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, awesome to have you in the studio. Yeah, it's great to be slash here. Slash my office. Yes, yeah. great to be here. <laughs> it's yes, so official. I, I love the exposed bricks, looking nice. There you go. See, we're artistic here. That's right. We, we kind of got a little bit of a vibe yeah, going. Yeah, y'all got an edge. Y'all All right, edge. so um, fill me in. So mm-hmm. the Crosstown Concourse is a big old deal happening mm-hmm. in the, uh, is it now called the Crosstown area of Memphis? It's it's called the Crosstown area of Memphis and we're realizing that there are portions of the neighborhood that have been calling it that um calling it that for years some people might call it Midtown some people still do call it Midtown but bitterly but yeah Yeah, you know they get into that territorial (laughs) war thing I don't know what all that's about but we call it we call it the Crosstown right So it's properly called Crosstown. Sure. Let's call it what it is. All right. Let's call it what it is. All right. So uh, it's a giant building, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And it's a million just... and a half square feet to be exact. Whoa. Yes. A million and a half. You want to fact check that, McGarry? Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure she's not coming in here boasting about ridiculous check numbers. The facts. Check the facts. <laughs> all right. So this is going to be a space that's like just crammed with all sorts of things, right? Mm-hmm. Retail. Mm-hmm. business mm-hmm. Sc- is there a school there's a school coming okay. so yeah, next help me understand year. what crosstown is yes yes okay so um let's let's dial it back a little bit 1927 the buildings built um and this is the old sears building so this was essentially meant to be a distribution center and we have and you can fact check this because i always get it wrong i think eight buildings like it in the U.S., so there's one in Atlanta that you can go visit. What do you mean like it? Like just giant building? Giant building, giant Sears building. Sears distribution, got it. Yeah, so Amazon before Amazon, like, you know, you're getting your kid a Christmas gift, and you'd go there and pick it up if you've ordered it in the catalog. So 1927, this thing's been around. Um, open, closed, open again. Um essentially every decade another portion was built so um so now it's funny because you hear residents talk about i live on the historic side well you know the historic side was the first side that was built in the 1920s technically i don't i live in the building i don't live on you the, live in crosstown i live in crosstown okay so there's like living spaces there's living spaces okay. 270 apartments wow so seven eight nine and ten the top four floors are all residential so you are all in on the crosstown deal i'm all in i walk to work um on a heavy traffic day it's a five minute wait on the elevator you, um, you live at work i live at work technically i, I live at work <laughs> yeah. oh gosh <laughs> No, it's healthy. It's healthy. Yeah. All right. So sorry. So they had eight in the world distribution center. um, Right. So eight in the U.S. Historic side. Right. Um, And so when we essentially jumped on this project, the building had been closed, if not maybe 20 years, if not a little bit under it. Um, Old abandoned building. And you can't justify a million and a half space of a contemporary art museum because 
who would come. I believe that that's like 17, 18 football fields. Um, and, you know, you, you yeah. can't really justify that. So, um, and at the time I was not working there. I was overseas with soup somewhere. But Todd Richardson and McLean Wilson and Chris Miner, they originally fa- founded this project. And so, um, and so they believed that it might work if it became sort of a, an interior neighborhood. So they started reaching out to community uh, b- community businesses, other nonprofits, the Church Health Center, um, MTR, um, you name it, the curb market, and all these folks were in on it. And so currently, Church Health Center is the biggest tenant that we have in the building. They've got 100,000 square feet of space. So in the first, second, and third floors, they've got space. Yeah. Um, MTR is another tenant in the building, um, which I know is huge around here. Um, let's see, the high school, the high school, there needs to be a whole podcast on yeah, so what is the, the high school, okay. because Crosstown High, it's essentially, it's well, it's a charter school, but it's project-based. So... The idea is to have less seats in the school for the kids to sit and learn an official lesson, you know, in front of a teacher and you're taking notes. And so to spend half of your day in the classroom and then half of your day interning in the building. So say, you you know, you're a ninth grader and you think, okay, I want to be in the medical field. Ideally, your day would be getting that kind of well-rounded diet of, you know, of the sciences, of English, of the arts and all that. That sounds Um, amazing. Yeah. And then the other half of the day, getting to intern in the church health center. And the same with kids who are interested in theater. You know, um, half of the day they'd be getting what the other kids are getting. And then the other half, maybe they get to intern with me. I don't know. Um, to come you know, to do okay, things so with the theater. What are you doing? So I am, I do many things. Um, most of my job is most of my job is theater so programming we don't have a theater yet so it's like it's pretty cool it's like being a chef waiting for the kitchen to be built um but the the fun thing about theater is you can do it anywhere anytime anywhere as long as you've you just need people um and We've got about 40 kids in the program right now, Crosstown Youth Theater, and it's essentially a devised youth theater where we've got kids who have a strong writing gift. They come in on Mondays and they devise and write a story. We've got kids who are just interested in designing. So they come in, they do photography, they read the script, they interpret the script, and they say, okay, so we need two chairs, we need masks, we need fans, how many of those do we need? So they judge that depending on how many actors we have come in on Wednesdays who interpret the script through acting right and so and then on Thursdays it's total chaos because then everyone comes in and we see what everyone's working on um, and then we've got you know their kids at the end of the day so um, we've got kids who are great actors who are like wait I want to work with the camera it's like no wait 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 learn your lines <laughs> yeah, go over yeah. there like get with the group um, so it's it's organized chaos but there's always a performance at the end of the semester. We do it in the gallery for now, um, but hopefully when the theater's built in about a year, we're looking at 2018. What's the maybe. gallery? The gallery. Um, man, there's so much that I have to say right now. It's not even <laughs> funny, but the gallery is one of our spaces yeah. currently at Crosstown Arts. So pause on that conversation. We're not moved into the building yet. 
there's Crosstown Concourse and then there's Crosstown Arts. We are sister organizations. We're essentially one, but at the end of the day, Crosstown Arts is a tenant in the building. So this is all wrapped up in shared art making. There's is Crosstown Arts a, new? Crosstown Arts, we've been around for a little more than six years. Okay. Yeah, a little more than so six years. So it's not years. like this was launched kind of as a response to the Crosstown No, in fact, it was renewal. launched alongside. It was launched with. Okay. Like I said, we couldn't really justify a million and a half square feet just for arts programming. Yeah. Um, currently, we're on the second floor. Our offices, our gallery spaces, our listening room, um, where we hope to program music 24-7, our um, screening room, which if, say, you want to screen a film that's and you want an audience of 100, 150 people at the most, you can do it there. But if it's a bigger screening, then the theater might suit you better because there's 425 seats, which is coming, okay. which will be a freestanding building outside of the Sears building on the north side. Am I wrong? Weren't you doing some work with the University of Memphis? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was a grad student at University of Memphis, and I directed a show as my practicum. Which, which means what? Which Practicum. means third year, final, like my thesis. Okay. Final project, I'm out of here. This is the last big thing I do. Yeah. You got to yeah. prove yourself. Yeah. You got to yeah. prove yourself with it. There exactly. Okay. Precisely. Yeah. So, so, but you're not with U of M anymore. I'm not with U of M anymore. So now you're full yeah. in on Crosstown Arts. Fully. Fully. Okay. Completely. Wow. Um, which was crazy because I was a full-time grad student and working full-time for Crosstown Arts. So the typical, and I'm training for a triathlon. So my day would typically would look like, um, I don't I know, what don't I understand. ask myself that every morning. Yeah. Um, my day would typically look like waking up at 4.30 a.m., going to the pool by 5, getting to is work. Is there a pool at Crosstown? There, there is not. We're still 50-50 on a pool. Church Health, YMCA. What does it mean to be 50-50 on a pool? 50-50 means we might get one and if we do um in the next couple of years maybe but then we might not get one because that's all wrapped up and you know it's a it's also a business space sure. too and um where you're gonna put it and all the rules that come with building pools like that that's wrapped up in church health land but there's like a full-on ymca in there too right there's a full-on ymca in there. okay yeah so maybe they'll Pick that up and run with it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. maybe. Okay, so you're up hopefully, at 4.30. 4.30. Okay. Um, 5 a.m. swim. I usually run right after. I'm at work on by... On purpose? On purpose. Okay. On purpose. Got it. Um, I'm usually at work by about 8.30, 9 o'clock, um, then 5 o'clock getting off, and then I would sprint to U of M for rehearsal um, because the director can't be late. That That's bad thing when director's late are and you talking about this is your schedule now this was my schedule when you were a, okay when it. i was a grad student so got now it. thankfully it's early mornings if i want it i'm done at five o'clock hallelujah somebody so no more 4 30 nonsense <laughs> no more 4 30 no no yeah and <laughs> not all that not every day anyways not every day okay but you're still going morning. for the triathlon i am two okay. weeks i got two weeks left until it happens uh-huh okay yeah are you glad you did that yeah I am. Really? I am. I was, right. I wanted to, I, you know what? If I could do it all over again, I maybe would have waited until grad school until was over. Until you're not alive and anymore. Then, right. And then, <laughs> and then just yes. not do that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Out. Life well lived. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Indeed. But, um, but of course in theater, I mean, it's, it's really great to, to stay fit because I still, you know, I still have to jump in there as an acting coach for, you know, 
for different projects and it's it's good to be in tune with your voice and with your body and with and in swimming running like helps me do that yeah you make a good case i'm still not convinced yeah. uh <laughs> the uh so are, do you have any aspirations to like you know perform theater yourself or you just wanted to step into the coaching mentoring role actually um you know what i did that for a couple of years so i finished college 21 graduated and thought I, d- I just majored in theater what did i do <laughs> what have why I did done? i what have i done what have, why have i done that um god remind me of why i did that i'm yeah. gonna starve the rest of my life um and i met this guy levi frazier just like mr miyagi he was just like don't worry child you know like just really ministered to my soul and he was like listen this is these are your options you're either gonna have to move to la um and audition a whole bunch if you want to act full-time on salary and even then it's not for certain but that's you're you're not going to be a great film actor here in memphis um not a big which was, studio scene here no not you know it's, it's not in la it's not la right but uh but i'd studied there a couple of summers for college classes and i was not sold on la really okay um, was not sold on it nah um he said or you move to new york in audition which is the stage yeah more stage oriented more stage yeah okay. and it's probably a better option for you you can move to chicago and do a wealth of things um you know maybe work full-time maybe work part-time and find another job somewhere else um or you can live here and did you, you choose that option create your own work and that's where you went. And that that's is the where I took. went. Okay. I standing in the city of Memphis, I went to the city of Memphis and You chose nine oh one. I did, yeah. I did. How about that? That's, that's a nice so little wonderful. plug for you. That's great. That's great. Yeah. You must have interviewed them already. <laughs> You're welcome. Interview is a strong word. Um so I decided to stay here. I researched and wrote my own one woman play on a marketable subject, Sojourner Truth, because she's historical, she's educational. Um, There's the faith aspect. And so did you churches, have a venue to do this in or you just said, I'm just going to write this. I'm just going to write this and then hire With no plan for me, none. Hire okay. a man. That's what she did. She was when she left slavery. She was like, listen, I don't know where I'm going. Um, I'm just going to head north and just like trust God along the way. So that's amazing. Um, and she she literally walked to freedom. Uh, didn't run, didn't hide, like just walked um, straight up walked. And so I was like, OK, I'm going to write this show. That's my own. That's the only plan I got. And at the time, so I was no working, job. Well, oh, you at did the time, it. I was okay. working for Hattie Lou, but I what just put in my Hattie Lou Theater. Okay. So African American rep okay. in the city. In fact, Katori Hall was just announced their artistic director. Um, Katori Hall had the most produced play in America for two years wow. called The Mountaintop. Wow. Um, yeah. So she's a big deal. Um, worked for Hattie Lou. Um, I loved it there, but. Um, but I knew what I were you doing to, there? I was doing um, theater education and outreach. Okay. Yeah. So still sort of in a teaching role. Still sort of in a teaching role. Okay. Um, and it wasn't full time. So it wasn't a, a sustainable. I wasn't on a sustainable salary. I would have had to pick something up anyways. But I wanted to travel with this show yeah. um, because that's what Levi did. That's what Darius Wallace, who's another mentor of mine, did. Um, he supported a family on one man shows on Frederick Douglass and Barack Obama. So I'm just like, OK. Wow. Um, so that's what I'm going to try to do. Um, and uh, did it. And it worked. 
And you wrote it. I wrote it. So how long did it take you? It took me about four months. Okay. About four months to research and finish out this play. And I started impressive. in like December, finished it in, you know, mid-March. So what did you do with it then? Did you like take it to directors or no, theaters? No, I, I hired a manager and um, hired someone to do website design, all that. We marketed it. And Black History Month, schools are looking for presenters. Yeah. Because um, you, you, you performed it as well. I performed it. I performed yeah. it over probably over 200 times. Wow. Um, which is nothing. Like you hear people on Broadway who have do, who are leaving Hamilton and you're like, why would you leave Hamilton? Well, after doing the same play over 700 times in a year, you're like, you know, maybe you need a little break. Yeah. A little break might be nice. Yeah. So, um, but 200 is nothing. Um, so I would perform that for like, like three times in a week and, um, that was my bread and butter. Still auditioned here and there and did little things. You were grinding. I was grinding, yeah. There you go. And then I would leave for like a couple of weeks with soup or something on a trip and then come back. I actually <laughs> had a question because I'm, I'm looking at Crosstown Arts website and yeah. there are lots of mm. different projects on there. Can yeah. you touch on some of those? Like I'm seeing Shoot and Splice, mm-hmm. Digital Labs, Hustle, Moon Pie Project, which mm-hmm. is... Uh, like uh, graffiti mur- murals yeah. that people are doing. So yeah. can you talk about some of the projects and programs that are going on there? Sure, sure. Um, let's see. What do I start with? Hustle. Hustle's really well attended. We what is that? Pretty, so Hustle is essentially like a like a come meet, greet, learn, um, meet other artists in Memphis, and then learn about said topic. So um, there are times when it's how to price your artwork, and we've got photographers, we've got painters, we've got um, graffiti artists you name it who do that full-time or do that on the side as a hobby they'll come there's a panel of like four people who are masters in this field you know (laughs) Um, we might have a guy from the brooks and um, someone from urban arts commission and they just sit up there present on how to price your artwork and then for 45 minutes an hour artists can just so there's an actual way to price your artwork there's an actual way to price you know how you everybody knows that experience when you go to a museum and a painting's like eight hundred dollars. Yeah. Or, or a photograph is. Like you like just pour a bucket of paint on a sheet like, of paper, and you want me to yeah, spend? My yeah. My second grader could have done that. What right. It, exactly. You know, which is <laughs> terrible. Totally like shaming someone's <laughs> uniqueness, but everybody's <laughs> thought it. Like everybody's yeah. thought about that. Um, and then Did there's some that do that? Are, yeah. that are great. That are phenomenal. Um. But it's just it's four hundred dollars, and you're like, how did they get to that? how they get to that price but right. but not there's a system mind that there's a system wow um somebody some that's somebody's livelihood they're supporting a family they had to go get supplies they had to go get oil paints that aren't cheap like and, toys r us paint aisle well, <laughs> right? no. a couple of grades up, i mean just, a couple of grades up yeah, yeah i mean like they had to go get those mediums and the gift of time um which oh my gosh i have to talk about the residency program um spend time with cross arts and with, yes okay cross on arts um so so what does that mean to price something that you made? Um, so we'll, yeah. so that's one thing, but we've had it on a number of subjects. So hustle is a, it's, we have it twice a month and it's free. It's, it's open. It's super like a chill, networking, relaxed. ask mm-hmm. questions to expert experts, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's the residency? The residency program. So that's actually already kicked off. Okay. Um, we've got so 
I believe, I don't know if the facts are updated on the website, but 12 spaces um, where essentially it's the gift of time. So artists who are local, who are national, international from anywhere. Um, but I think that there's a dedication to local artists, to really supporting um, local artists, because our vision is cultivating the creative community of Memphis. Wow. So we have to do good on that, you yeah. know, um, <laughs> as we continue to move outward. Yeah. Um, so there are 12 spaces. And no matter what your artistic medium is, if we can justify it in the space, he, I mean, if you make hot air balloons and, you know, and do like an artistic thing with, I don't know, like how that would work. But if you, if you're a graffiti artist, if you work how did you with get paper, to hot air balloons? if you, I don't know, it's just, yeah, the, just first the first thing, thing. that popped in, it's my, interesting. Head, popped yeah. in my head. Um, <laughs> I'm sure if you were a magician, like it's, we, we totally take it. <laughs> right. You have to apply. So if you apply for the residency, it's the gift of time. So you okay. get two weeks, a month. Um, there in some cases, I think you get a little more, you get a hotel style room. So your own studio okay. and, um, and meals in our cafe, which is not finished yet, but, um, and then you do community workshops and uh, get to teach classes. So it's a really short program. It's a short program. Okay. But for, for instance, I would have, so how I would have benefited from the residency program were that around when I was writing this show, that would have been a place for me to live, um, a time for me to to eat. I don't even have to think about cooking um, or where I'm going to stay or you know if I've at the time I had roommates so it was just like kind of loud all the time like I've got my own room where I can kind of focus studio I would have gotten to write this play could yeah. have, um had actors come on and if we had a theater like had readings um before an audience to see what works what doesn't work that's for an artist that's huge how did you come up I with this saying it's the get how did I come up how did I, I didn't come up with it it's too good for me to come up with it um but this this is something that was brewing when I came on staff. It's something that Chris Miner and his wife, Amanda Sparks, um, um, I think that they really conceived the idea and tossed it around. And Amanda heads it up now along with Mary Jo. Um, but like I said, we've got a, we've got a muralist in there now. Um, That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Cause it's like, uh, you know, all, you often hear about stuff like that, but uh, more often than not, it's like with uh, like, healing ministries like yeah. rehab yeah you know go there for a set amount of time two weeks a month whatever mm -hmm. and strip away every thought except getting over you yeah. know your addiction or your struggle this yeah. is like a more proactive it's really cool yeah yeah that's really cool you're it essentially is. doing the same thing but instead of focusing on you know yeah. getting over something you're really honing into yeah a craft yeah it's awesome and it's and it really and it's it's really cool for the space because it's not just bound to the second floor where Crosstown Art Spaces are. Um, it's not just bound to the residency studios or um, the sixth and seventh floor where residents live. It's kind of living and breathing in the building. Um, and what I mean by that is so the building's kind of separated into atriums. Like there's a central atrium, um, there's a west atrium. I live in the west atrium on the 10th floor and I'm kind of in the corner. And so in the West Atrium, your apartment faces other apartments. The whole just so when I'm in my living room, the wall is glass. 
And when I'm looking, I can see out into the atrium. It's funny. I can see into other apartments, too, if they don't have their shades down. Wow. Um, which, you know, most people do, like people who don't. Like they've got a lot of plants. And because the, the, um, the ceiling is glass, it lets in that indirect sunlight, which is really nice. It's really a, a, a bright, vibrant space. And right above me, there's a catwalk where artists who are in the program will be able to suspend their artwork. So the next cool. three months, you know, I may, there may be a sculpture hanging there. Um, and then that comes down. And then the next three months after that is paper, paper crafts or something. So it's just, you know, wow. it's changing and um, you go down a hallway and maybe there are projections rolling. Um, it's just super creative space. So has, has Crosstown sort of tasked you guys with developing that culture actually? Crosstown? Uh, sort of, yeah. Like being the hospitality organ. We're kind of the hospitality organization <laughs> of the project. Um, and also being, it's beneficial for us because artists aren't just bound to their studios and the audience that comes to them. It's a way for us to also kind of come to the audience and right. that's our, that's the hope of the whole building like we want to connect with church health uh, we are connecting with church health as much as they're connecting with us and reaching back um, i believe it's next air that's essentially commissioned this big um, white square um, i don't know how big it is but it'll be for muralists to come in and do projects and it's something that they that stood so behind cool and built what's really unique about change. that is you're not asking people to go to a gallery to experience art you're putting yeah. art into their daily lives yeah yeah so they don't have to like set aside time to go and right. do that but they can encounter it yeah kind of with the business of their own lives yeah, yeah. that's amazing yeah it's something else so the uh it, you're not in the building yet right not in the building yet okay not but you're living yet. there mm-hmm. um so the theater's coming um mm. Daniel was saying you guys do like graffiti art as well. Yeah, so the Moon Pie Project, um, every two months, um, I want to say two months, three months. Moon Pie is in like the the cake? Moon Pie is in the cake. So when we have an opening for the Moon Pie Project, we got Moon Pies and chips and um, most every kind of drink you can imagine. Um, And then the artist gets to celebrate their work, but we'll commission a muralist doesn't have to be a graffiti artist yeah um commission a muralist to come and essentially fill that space in under a week so monday tuesday you'll see somebody out there grinding you know their spray paints or with their paint pens or whatever and by friday they're done and audience comes to them and we have a winter summer spring we'll bring out the heaters we'll bring out the um you know, the snacks and all that, you name it. Yeah. And then we'll just have the opening out there. So Crosstown Arts, though, is that um, there's a lot of actual, when you think of artwork, drawing, <laughs> stuff like that. Are you guys, is the theater part of Crosstown Arts? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Is there like a music arm? Is there, are you guys kind of yeah. diving into all these different areas? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. So um, earlier I mentioned the shared art making. That's essential to our organization. So um, that's a, that's a wood shop. It's a sculpture that's um, digital labs, which Daniel brought the digital lab up. That's a huge deal. I'll talk about that in a moment. Um, Digital lab that will have 12 stations with all of the Avid Pro Tools and um, Adobe Cloud software right now for free. So if 
if a graphic designer needs to set up office space at Crosstown Arts right now and do their thing, they're welcome to use any program that's weekly updated for free. Um, Who's funding this? That's a good question. Over 30 sources. Okay. So is Crosstown Arts, is it a nonprofit? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So we're a nonprofit. Um, And right now we actually have a fully functioning digital lab, but there's just six six stations. We're right across the street at 430 North Watkins. Or wait, no, North Cleveland. I'm crazy. All these addresses swimming around in my head. But 430 North Cleveland. You can find the digital lab now, but hopefully in a couple of months when we're in the building, that's when we move up to 12 stations. So what kind of people would typically get involved with it? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Let's say I am, uh, uh, you know, I'm one of the guys that's been working with Daniel on shooting music videos, recording mm-hmm. my own stuff. Do I come, can I come to you and work with you guys mm-hmm. with that stuff? Um, on programming or just to come and do your own hustle? Your just thing. all the things like yeah. songwriting, uh, music production. Absolutely. Um, there's a space for everything in there. Um, it's amazing. Um, you So it's kind of cool the way it works. It's an affordable art gym membership, essentially. So if, like if, you make, if you make cabinets and you get a membership, which is affordable, let me keep saying that affordable, you'd also have access to... Um, a wood the dark shop. room. Um, yeah, to the wood shop, to yeah. the um, goodness, to the metal shop, to the to the gallery space. You'd have access to pretty much anything. So the idea is to, well, you know, I'm good in this thing, but let me go try my hand in this thing over here, um, Very cool. and vice versa to just like kind of cross pollinate art giftings and all that. So people. People almost, uh, they subscribe, mm-hmm. and then they get access to all these different yeah. facilities yeah. that they n- normally would cost an arm and a leg for. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, we just, in fact, we just got a CNC router. Um, yeah. You know. Those are uh, not cheap. Those are, <laughs> no, they are not cheap. They are <laughs> not cheap. But um, you program how you want, you know, how you want your cabinet design to look like, how you want this panel of wood to look like. In the theater, we love CNC routers. I've never w- worked on one. I probably never will. Let me not say that. I will when we get one in the building. Um, but theater artists, scenic designers love these things because you can. Do, 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 just type what you need, um, put the design in there, and the machine just does it all on its own. That's you can leave it working. Um, that's what I need. That's what I need. <laughs> I need my wife keeps asking my me for cabinets that, like, on the face, it's it's my face. So yeah. it, it would route it <laughs> I don't think into the cabinet. <laughs> yeah, she asks me every day. It's just one of those things she like, won't get I off need of. need to see your face. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but, the, but the idea is for, um, so for artists who for artists and non-artists i mean this is the average joe who makes cabinets so i keep saying cabinets because i can't think of anything else made out of wood right now <laughs> but like the average the joe, world right, right yeah who just makes cabinets <laughs> you know like he he might want to come set up shop there um and for an affordable membership is it just like be, one membership for everybody this is what you pay to have access to to everything you just become a member of crosstown arts mm-hmm yeah, basically. Has that ever, like have you ever heard of anything done like that? The YMCA, maybe. I mean, I know when I go, you know, out of town and all that. Well, that's I an have actual gym. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not heard of anything. That's so not unique. like this. Yeah, not like this. 
So how did um, you get involved with them? How did I get them? That's a good question. Um, like I said, a couple of years ago, I was traveling a show and traveling with Soup a lot. Um, and I, let's see, I was applying to grad school because I just, my thing was, is I was either I'm going to move to New York and become a great actor and do all this stuff um, because I'm, I'm going to fully commit and do that thing, or I'm going to move to South Africa and become a teacher at this missionary school there was just this this heart of like art and mission that i just felt just compelled in both directions and going what does that mean then one night i was just thinking best case scenario would just be if i could do both Hmm. um but i don't know where i could do both um but i would do both if i could and so um just uh, emailed Todd Richardson because I'd always seen that building. I went to Rhodes College and we'd always talk about breaking into the old haunted building down North Parkway. And there was just a lot of motion happening. And I was curious and it was in this neighborhood that I knew really well. And in this neighborhood um, that I knew had kids that don't have access to amazing places like Playhouse where right, rightfully so you're paying a scholarship, like you're paying good money to get your kid acting classes. Mm-hmm. Um, kids who just didn't have access to um, other programs, other arts programs in the community. Maybe they were affordable, but the transportation element, how are you going to get there? Yeah. Um, how are you going to get there when you got to babysit your siblings? I mean, and um and so I thought best case, I just started dreaming up things, drawing things in marker. Like if I could change the world through this neighborhood, um, if I could, if, what would my dream be? Um, and which became what would God's dream be and all that. And, um, and so I just, I sat down with Todd and I was like, you know what? I want to start a youth theater here in this building. And he said, now who's Todd? Todd Richardson. Todd is the managing director of Crosstown Concourse and one of the founders. Okay. Um, so Todd's the one that gave you that tour that day. Yep. Remember? Um, all the people listening on this podcast, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. No, you don't. Um, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. So Todd gave us the tour yeah. that time. And, um, and at the time, I don't think, I mean, there were a zillion permits that were mm-hmm. waiting. They were still waiting for those to go through. This yeah. is still very unfinished. Very unfinished. Yeah. It's 2013. So here I am telling him, Hey, when the building's done, I'm going to start youth theater in that building. Yeah. And he was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's yeah. fine. He's like, uh, well, if you're going to do that, you might as well start over here at story booth which is another space in our building so right now we're in a white strip of buildings across the street from the sears building okay um and we've got um our gallery space where we collaborate with artists and have um and they'll have gallery openings there and they'll get to display their work um sometimes sell their work for two months um or longer or shorter depending on what the agreement is and then there's a 430 space which is what um which is what most people want to know about most local artists want to know about because you can book that venue for 60 dollars and charge at the door and as long as you can justify it by art do your thing in there for a night or two so um so we've had bands in there and we've pack 300 400 people wow. into that room and you know they paid 60 dollars for it. they're walking away with like five grand or something crazy yeah. like that um so 430 space story booth which is where we have all our literary programs and where we have our after school programs so 
my typical day is I'm in, you know, the office with my coworkers, but for most of it, I'm bringing kids into the story booth space and we're writing the plays, we're designing the plays, we're rehearsing the plays, even if we do them at another venue somewhere Mm -hmm. else. And so, um, where was I going with this? Where was I going with this? Ah, okay, youth theater. So, um, told Tyler that I was going to start all that. He was like, well, a great place for you to start would be Story Booth, which I'm forever thankful for Todd for sitting down with me, not knowing who I am, yeah. but just, um, sure, we'll grab lunch and we'll talk. Um, and so that's where I met a guy named Nat Aiken, who I'm forever grateful for, um, who didn't know me well but said hey can we pay you to teach a couple of workshops so started teaching some some workshops started going to grad school full-time um and then started teaching at Rhodes so um I taught this Rhodes class on a Monday Wednesday children's children's theater and then I would take my students over to story booth and we would bus kids in from Humes because in urban studies, they found that transportation is really deal. the the you know the big mm-hmm. hangup, especially in Memphis. Like it's we're not Chicago, where kids are like, oh, I'm just going to catch the train, catch right. the bus. Um, it's Memphis, and although it's walking distance, it's not really walking distance. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of odd and strange. But um, but we so Crosstown has this great access to premier transportation. So we just started busing kids in and um, found that uh, the kids love the mentorship. Um, some of them could totally afford programming at Playhouse, but it was just an opportunity to be with their classmates and do something after school. Um, some of them could not afford it, uh, afford another program, nor did they have the means to get to a program. So that was just, that was super key for them. Some of them, um, well, I can't go because my brother or my sister, like we got to walk home together and it's going to be dark. Um, we were able to work around those obstacles. So it's just all about like getting the kids to the space. Um, it's all about process, um, teaching them the process of playmaking because it's not, so it's, it's interesting because for me personally, it is ministry. Um, it's the conversations on the bus. It's um, the conversations at school, walking home and all that. But at the end of the day, we're an arts organization. So we have to do good on what we promise um, through artistic medium. So, um, so when they come, it's about teaching them how to write a play, teaching them how to act, teaching them how to, we try not to make it feel like school. So um, that means we, so it's crazy we let them do this. I tell them as long as you come up with your own code of conduct and hold one another accountable, I will step out of the way. (laughs) Sometimes this works well. Sometimes this this does not work well because the personality. It's a unique approach. I've never heard of it. Um, And they, they wrote out their contract. They don't want cell phones in the space. They've got a cell phone nursery. Everyone drops their cell phone in it before they come inside and they turn it off. Because on their said, own initiative, on their own initiative, of wow. course, they're like two or three who don't agree with it. But then when the other 18 vote them out, I'm like, vote it out. Nope, yeah. nope, nope, can't do it. Um, and they, ha- you know, and those three hate it, but then they begin to love it because it's like, okay, so I'm being listened to, I'm being looked at. Yeah. Um, everyone's looking up and not looking down. Um, they essentially, like, if I 
step out of order, if I don't respect my neighbor, if I don't, then this is what happens. They come up with those consequences. And I just tell them um, the only thing that I'll do is just hold you accountable to that. And it's really interesting. The more that we get involved in the program, the further the semester goes on, you know, like these kids who um, we had one semester where every single one of them in that group got suspended from school. Hmm. We had no behavior problems. Crazy. At Story Booth. I had no behavior problems when they were just kind of self-monitoring and also had a place to put that. Like, you can totally act out, um, but mm-hmm. just do it in that character if you're going to do it. Yeah. Um, and That's then that cool. changed the game. You just find the super disciplined kid who knew in five minutes he was going to get to tell all of his jokes. Yeah. Um, so it's um, so it's let really, them be themselves. Let them be themselves. Yeah. yeah. And it's about like discovering the, just discovering their own voice. That's um, so cool. What am I good at? Some of them find you know what I'm not. I'm not as good of an actor as I thought that I was, but I really like this writing thing. Um, and not to mention test scores. It helps their reading level. Um, <laughs> which was another kind of indirect mission for for me. I was really convicted by. Um, our literacy rate is just way too low in the state of Tennessee. But when a kid gets a script in their hand and they read it, um, well, they have to struggle through reading it for some of them. Um, and they have to interpret it. What does it mean? Am I angry? Am I sad? Am I frustrated? Am I happy? Mm, that's just, yeah, um, you have to become to that person. You have to become that. Yeah. Um, how to translate that. And then hearing um, hearing what your neighbor saying or what your scene partner saying and how do you truthfully respond to that. And it's just, it's a different approach to reading. Even if you never do theater again, yeah. it gives you a different approach to reading and you're going to need that the rest of your life. That's so, so cool. Um, now you, you've written a, a couple of pieces that I've been witness to and mm-hmm. you turn them around super quick, right? Oh yeah. And yeah. no, you do. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're incredible. Thank you. They're incredible. So uh, walk me through your creative process. Like, what does that look like if you say, if somebody comes to you and says, hey, mm-hmm. do this creative project for me. I mean, mm-hmm. what does that look like for you? Do you mm-hmm. do you need a lot of time alone? Do mm-hmm. you just, you think for a while? Do you have certain yeah. books you go to? What? How does that work? That's so, a good, yeah. yeah. So cre- it depends. <laughs> it depends. For playwriting, there's a lot of research that goes into it. So I wrote a one-woman show on human trafficking, one on um, Sojourner Truth for both of those, um, one more than the other. There was so much research and interviewing that went into it and then like emotional response, obviously to the trafficking piece because I had no yeah. idea that it was huge in Memphis. Um, for that, you know, you've, you've got to wait on the writing. What do you, you mean by huge? Huge, yeah, as in, in Memphis. Um, as in, we're being on one of the major highways and connectors between Texas and in the north. We get wow. there's a lot of trafficking. Um, we're just a heavy transportation center. Gosh, for wow. it, um, it's a hotbed here. <laughs> and uh, and so resp- hearing that for the first time and responding to that, I you can't write because you will feel differently every day. And a lot of your writing becomes very emotive and you know, it it makes me feel better. It doesn't mean I did write, but not the actual show. You need to be in touch emotionally, but also intellectually. You have to know what you want to do with it and where you're going, where you're So is there a way you get to that spot where you're you're feeling connected, but also kind of outside of it enough to write it? Mm -hmm. Time. It it just takes time. You just wait for the right time. Yeah. 
time and this is just plays so plays take that sort of time and that sort of emotive and that one's kind of documentary so it it took more time than i expected um but with poetry with spoken word the less time i have the better Hmm. the less i I can't overthink it can't overthink it it's got it it's oh man i love it this is going to sound terrible um but i love it when johnny pineda calls me on a monday and says hey can you write something by tuesday and send it to me by six o'clock and i'm like (laughs) i hate love that because i know that it'll be good because i'll have 30 minutes while I'm drinking coffee the next morning to crank it out and send it to him because Mm -hmm. I'll be busy until 530. Um, And seriously, that's how it goes. The less time I have, the better. So the last piece that I got to write, Ricky actually called me for like far in advance and just like knowing, okay, what are the boundaries? What are the ground rules, Daniel? What you got going on over there? Okay, this is where I am. All right, cool. I'm going to bake. Yeah. And I just left it alone. And just during the day, as I thought of it, I think of it. But when I forgot it, I just forgot it. And so then, when it pops into your head, how do you get that idea out of your head and onto I, something? Yeah. So usually when it pops in my head, there's always an image. I don't, I, it sounds crazy. I've always got, an image in my head and that's just it's almost like the accelerator like okay I'm ready to I I know there's a poem in me now I gotta go get it out and so um for this last piece the one um that we did the final day Black History Month or the final celebration yeah um it was one morning at eight o'clock and I sat down and I just started writing um, based on that image of being growing up in the African-American church, like all the colors, all the sounds, sometimes the smells after church, the length of the service, the how cold the room was. It's like, oh, I know exactly where to take this. Um, about 8.30, 8.45, I thought, okay, other than some tweaks, it's done. <laughs> I'm going to send 30 it. 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, but you had a if lot I had of, three hours, then it'd be like I'd overthink it. I'd yeah. correct stuff. I'd go, that sounds weird. That looks what you can't taste a sound or smell a like image. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> right. it's neat when you press for time and you're just letting it go. Really cool sensory things come out of that that you can crisscross and yeah. not overthink. Um, so yeah, shorter time I have the better. So you found it more beneficial just to hit the send button. Yes, and just. Don't overthink it. Yes. In okay. fact, in fact, when I sent it to, I think I sent it to all of you guys, I might have apologized because I hadn't proofread it or anything. I just wrote it. And when which I got is, free Which money, is I nuts it. because it was so good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you definitely you. have a gift. I'm seriously humbled. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. You're welcome. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank so you. I'm very curious though. So did you, when you're in those spots, do you, like you said eight o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. did you say, okay, I'm going to sit down and write right now? Or did yeah. you, did you say, I've got the idea. I've got to sit down and write this out. I've got the idea. I've got to sit down and write this out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you wait till something hits you. Yeah. And yeah. then you take 30 minutes and yeah. you pound out a masterful yeah. work. Of yeah. If I'm sleepy, like that idea will wake me up and I'm like, okay. There's a so if, if you I mean, say, if you're not one of those people that says at, at you know, it's 7.30 in the morning. I need to write for an hour every single day. No. You wait no. for it to hit. Yes. And then you capitalize. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I know you're out of time, but um, so where can people get involved with Crosstown, with you, with uh, fact, all the work you're doing? Yes. So um, um, did you want me to give an overview? Yes, please. Um, overview. Um, so Crosstown Arts is a nonprofit and 
arts organization here in the city of Memphis, and our vision is to cultivate the creative community. So if you want to get involved, I not only um, do the programming for the future theater, I not only do the programming for the future theater, um, I also coordinate volunteers. So you can email me at Jasmine, that's J-A-Z-M-I-N, no S, no E, people do it every time. J-A-Z-M-I-N at crosstownarts.org. Okay. And crosstownarts.org is the website. They can go and get a That's right. bunch of information and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Well, if you're cool with it, I think we need to have you back in because there's much more to discuss. Yeah. But I know you're out of time. I'm uh, down. So we're going to let you go. But thank you so much for being here. Thank um, you. Thank you. You've been such a gift to fellowship and oh my uh, just producing your creative work. Don't act like you don't know it. You, you know it. Thank you. You know it. Oh, there's so much. <laughs> so much I could say thank you. All right. Well, we're going to have her back, folks. Jazz, uh, we appreciate you. Uh, email her. Get involved. Crosstown Arts. Uh, right now. They're available right now, right? They yep. can get involved right now. That's right. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. Thank and, you. And uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we're definitely going to have you back. Awesome. Love right. it.